Welcome to the Igniting Shakti podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, and I'm here to have those real and at time raw conversations in regard to the sacred, the divine feminine, or I like to say Shakti. I want to invite you to explore and hopefully embrace this divine aspect that the feminine holds and gives us space to come to acknowledge in our everyday life. So I welcome you to Igniting Shakti. Hey y'all, welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. All right, so we're going to continue this conversation in regards to Sita, this goddess, the Shakti goddess, the young maiden goddess of devotion and mystical submission, unconditional love. Now, Sita is the exact opposite of goddesses like Durga and Kali, those other fierce goddesses. She is that of the feminine, the sacred feminine that really needs more protection. And this is because she is more open to betrayal uh, because she is of loyalty and devotion and this unconditional love, this mystical submission, she's she's all about this submission to the masculine, submission to the divine, submission to even herself and this unconditional love. You know, we've all heard the sayings, you know, if you can't love yourself, how can you love anyone else? I think even RuPaul says this, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anyone else? So it's the same thing here with Sita. And what we can learn from Sita is this quality of holding love, this unconditional love. She is this feminine power of unconditional embrace. We can think of this as like when a woman is embodying a child it's the energy that holds the child in the womb. It's Kali's dynamic force that actually pushes the child from the womb. But it's Sita, who is the womb itself. She is this nurturing, protecting force. And her, her force, her energy also flows in this way of Shakti as the mother's vital fluids as they nurture the embryo. Shakti's energetic shows as material bliss, maybe even the act of caring for a child, this very unconditional submission and love that we give to our child. It's the aspect of the feminine that almost appears like it's self-sacrificing, self-sacrificing to the masculine. But it's about this nourishing of self is as much as nourishing to others. And Sita teaches us that we are not separate from the divine. Now, whether you would like to say God, the goddess, divine, universe, whatever, it, it the word that you use is not important. As much as the 
submission of thy will be done. How am I here to serve your will? That's the bigger part of this. You can think of Sita's energy as we join the divine, as we sort of throw ourselves to the ground in this complete loving surrender. And I and we say, you know, thy will be done. I am yours. Let me serve you. And it's this impulse that of surrender, of loving surrender that is deep within our heart. And it's an impulse that really transcends, transcends everything. It transcends us into this place that we are not separate from the divine, but we are one with the divine. It's the impulse that of love, the impulse to help others. It's this impulse of unity, of working together. You know, it's this impulse of this, that we are all working as one. We are working with the vastness of our wholeness. We are working into the sense of self, to our true nature. And it all comes from the same intuition of this Fun fundamental oneness to the whole, to the all. When we look at Sita's archetype, it carries this profound mystical truth, selfless, devoted service. And it's this, this that is this doorway to this inner power, this inner power of love, inner power of ecstasy, but it's also this inner power of that submission of asking for permission in the way that we act, the way that we express ourselves. And when I say the submission, this power of submission to act, it's this power of submission to act from divinity, to act from this place of wholeness and oneness, to act in this place of the vastness of our true nature of ourself. One of the things I really love about this goddess her energy, her teachings is that she shows us what it really means to offer ourselves entirely to love. Even when love seems to have deserted you or love doesn't seem like it's reciprocated, but it's holding this space in this love. And speaking of love that's not reciprocated, Sita reminds us that love is so vast that when you are in love with someone, and maybe it's not returned, but you still see beyond that, you see beyond the person, you see beyond all of this attachment that might be there, you see beyond and you see the love in the other person. You see love in everything. That's what Sita teaches us. And we've all been in this energy with Sita. We've all been in her archetype of Sita when we've been in love. We've all been there. I love this part about Sita. When I think of Sita, she's this young girl that holds this power of the loving divine feminine or the sacred feminine, the loving sacred feminine. And it's through her that this redemption gaze that she really radiates from every pore of her body, of her 
glowing golden body. Its seat is love that appears in the spaces between people. It's the energy within the relationships, and it's the love that life has for every animal, plant, and insect. Because she is this earth goddess. And when we see things in our planet on this mama earth, the suffering, this is Sita. Sita reminding us of our earthiness, the value of our earthiness, reminding us that every time something is destroyed or destructed on the earth, it affects so many other animals and living things, not just us, but it comes to us eventually. And so it's all about, again, the wholeness of all of this. So I'd like to bring this conversation to how we can bring the energetics, this energy of Sita, the Shakti flow of Sita into day-to-day life. And one of the ways is through Ayurveda. And Ayurveda is one of the world's oldest holistic healing systems. For some of us, we already know Ayurveda actually translates into the science or the knowledge of life. And it's through these Ayurvedic practices that it can help us lead a more nourished life, a life that is nurtured. And this is, again, the qualities of Sita. It works with not just who we are, but where we are in the moment. It works with all of our uniqueness, of our true nature, of ourselves. The thing I love about Ayurveda is that through many simple and easy practices, it can assist us in living a lifestyle that brings us more and for the cliche of the word self-love that's it's the transcendence of love of self i think that would be a better way of saying it so some ways that ayurveda and we can bring this in to help us nurture this flow the shakti flow energy of sita is dinacharya these daily practices this daily routine that we can use to help to nurture ourselves to really devote ourselves to this energy of love unconditional love for ourselves it can be simple things like a yoga practice in the morning this helps to stimulate the agni, that digestive fire. It releases stress and the energies and the tension we may hold in our body and our mind can be dry brushing. Abhyanga, doing that self-massage with lovingly warm oils. Meditation, either in the morning, in the evening, or any time of the day, breath work. And this is something that can be done at any time when you need it. Nausea, you know, the lubrication of the nostrils to help us to really take in each breath, each loving breath with awareness. Oil pulling, this is another one, helps with our mouth and our gums and our teeth. And again, it lubricates, it nurtures, it nourishes us. And the thing about Dhinacharya is it helps us to establish this pleasing rhythm. It allows our body and our mind to know 
that they can rely on certain things happening. And it creates the stability and it creates this sense of calm in the body, in the mind. Dhinacharya also keeps us connected to those circadian rhythms of nature, that natural clock and our body cycles, which is this is a 24-hour period, the circadian rhythm. It also creates balance in our life. And as it nurtures and nourishes us, is this is this really important part of this self-unconditional love that we are showing ourselves that we can then show to others, but it's integral to our physical, our mental, and our spiritual well-being. And part of this dinacharya is the daily routine, but also our evening ritual. So it can be things as part of our routine here to make sure that we're not eating late at night. Why? Because the liver plays this important and central role in our health. It breaks down the fat and produces energy. It regulates the chemical intake. It cleanses the body of harmful toxins and it balances the sex hormones, the, the thyroid hormones, cortisone, and also the adrenal hormones. And when we are living in this place of looking after ourselves, it allows us to show up with more love for others and maybe even more forgiveness with this place of wanting to work in unity with devotion to ourselves. And what, you know, one of the things is if we're devoting this loving energy to ourselves, we can devote this loving energy to others. And speaking of evening rituals, they actually set us for the day, the next day for that morning. So these evening rituals can assist us in quieting our working minds and signals our mind and our body that it's time to unwind. And when we bring in simple mindful practices, this is where we can release the day and really ground our energy so that when bedtime rolls around, we are calm and relaxed and ready for a good night's sleep. I think one of the most important things about an evening ritual is really taking time to disconnect, to reconnect. So getting off tech, stopping the looking at blue light, maybe doing some breath work, definitely meditation. I'll be on that. Even at night can be really good as it creates this inner haven for the outer stresses to be released and massages our bodies releases the anxiety, muscle tension, and it really helps to improve blood circulation. So to finish up today, Sita can help us. She can help anyone resist feeling bitterness in the face of harsh treatment. And she allows us to stay in touch with this love and devotion. She wants us to learn how to face and endure situations, painful situations with keeping love within, which is a hard one, but we can ask her for help. And Sita is the goddess here that you would want to ask for help here. Knowing that Sita is there to support you when you're lonely, when you're grieving, when possibly your lover leaves you, or we are facing abandonment, Sita will stand here with you 
And you can invoke Sita to stand with you. And you can even bring Sita, this beautiful young maiden earth goddess, when you feel the pain and the suffering of the earth itself. You can let Sita feel your tears and recognize that the grief itself can be healing. And this is this deeply mystical pathway. It allows us to tune into the love and strength of Sita. And it certainly allows us to continue this, to keep the doorway open into love. And I'll leave you with this. When we identify and really attune ourselves to Sita, we are attuning to the heart. And we're attuning to the compassionate feminine. We are attuning to this unconditional love and devotion and to this mystical submission of the divine, knowing that we are not separate from the divine or from divinity. We are all one. This is part of who we are. And we can tap into this in any moment. We can tap and we can attune to God and say, thy will be done. How can I serve thee? And that will serve others in the unity of love and in the unity and in the unity of devotion to the wholeness that we are all one at the end of the day. All right, so I'll leave it there. We'll come back again next week for some more about Sita. And maybe we'll go a little bit more into her story. I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes. But anyways, I'm going to leave us there. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to wish you a fantastic day. And always go out there. Be your amazing, loving, and amazing self. All right? All right. Thank you, you all. Until next time, have a great day. Oh, 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 oh,